1: Tuesday morning, here we go. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Tuesday, October 29th. But first, sports. Good morning and a happy Tuesday to you, my friend. Bit of a change of pace compared uh, to the weekend on Monday night. It was a crazy, crazy sports-filled weekend. Just a handful of events. Last night, but still lots to talk about today and this morning. For starters, the Toronto Raptors back in action on Monday night against the Orlando Magic, a first-round playoff rematch from last year. It was also 95 Rewind Night, celebrating the 25th season in Raptors team history. They pulled out the retro white and purple dinosaur uniforms. They had the court with uh, purple in the paint between the three-point line uh, and the key. They had the Raptor claw marks across the court. They did everything. They pulled out all the stops. They had the bare naked Ladies sing the anthem. The music was all 90s. It was a total throwback around the court and off the court. But on the court, well, it was strictly 2019. The Raptors spread it around six players in double figures. Kyle Lowry led the way. 26 points. Pascal had a tidy night with 24. Fred Van Vliet had 14. OG Ananobi, once again, Turning heads, both ends of the court, another great two-way night, 12 points and five steals. Even Marc Gasol had his best game of the year. He showed uh, a lot, not a lot, but he showed his best, uh, with 10 points and 10 boards. In the end, all of that adds up to a 104-95 Raptors win. The Raptors improved to 3-1 and one on the very young season. Joining me now to talk about it, our very own Vivek Jacob calling me from the bowels of the Scotiabank Arena. Vivek, a a nice, tidy win. Raptors uh, held on most of the way. A little bit of a slip-up near the end, but they they pulled away when it mattered. Uh, What did you think about Monday night's game against Orlando?
0: I mean, it's hard not to move away from O.J. Ananobi. I think, again, for him to consolidate on the back of the performance that he had against the Chicago Bulls and really play a strong defensive game uh, again, show that sort of analytically inclined approach offensively where everything uh, seems to be either a three or a dunk or a layup. Uh, I, I think these are really positive signs for the Raptors. Cause, again, Siakam is showing game by game that he's going to get to another level. Fred Van is steady as ever. Kyle Lowry is doing k things. And so if OG can give you this, I think it, 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 it's a game changer for the Raptors in terms of what many would have projected their ceiling to be coming in.
1: Now there was a little, a little moment there in the fourth where they just about let the magic back in it. I think they went all the way, uh, to trailing by two. What do you think, uh, was the cause for that? And what did they do to get themselves out of that hole?
0: Yeah, I think when you look at, uh, the offense as a whole, especially in that second quarter shooting four of 20, uh, they really seem to get into a funk and, uh, they really just seem to lose their way when Kyle Lowry's not on the court. Um, he's the connective tissue that sort of seems to bring everyone together and seem to get the collective best out of everyone. So when he's not on the floor, it's tough. But uh, I think when you look at the, the Orlando Magic and what they did to get on their run, I thought the Raptors closing out with Siakam and Kyle Lowry in the pick and roll, I thought that was huge for them. Um, they, they had multiple possessions where they were able to get a score. I thought that was a huge difference maker in the game. Um, I think Marcus all again, that matchup with Vucevic, I don't know what it is where you, Vuce just seems to get the yips when he goes up against him. Uh, that's another advantage for the Raptors. Um, but it took them some time to adjust specifically to the Magic moving Jonathan Isaac to the center spot. It allows the Magic to just be so much more athletic and just switch everything and get out onto the perimeter extremely quickly and so it took them some time to adjust to that um, but, but Nick Nurse going to Kyle and Siakam to close out with a pick and roll action, that was huge.
1: Now we've, we've mentioned the name a couple times already uh, and he continues to be not the focal point of the offense but but really uh, really starting out of the gate strong. Uh, what has it been from Pascal Siakam that, that has fueled this uh, great start to the season?
0: I think it's just his competitive spirit, his desire to win, is the thing that just keeps popping out at me. You know, it doesn't matter the situation of the game. Uh, And again, you know, you look at late in the game when he gets into the foul trouble and picks up his fifth foul. You know, usually you'd think that someone sort of backs down and is hesitant to attack and be aggressive. But right after picking up his fifth, he gets the ball and goes right at Jonathan Isaac and picks up an and one. And that's exactly what you want to see. Uh, in a superstar player um, that you you, you, right now you kind of project that he's going to get there. And, you know, he he kept putting the onus on the officials to make calls. Uh, There was a play where, uh, if I remember correctly, Isaac had another play where he had flopped and was hoping for a call and it didn't come. So I think that's something that he's going to keep pushing the refs to do um, because the foul trouble over the first You know, this is four games now. He's been at five a few times, so he's going to be mindful of that. I think that's the biggest thing uh, that stands out to me. You know, whether he's in foul trouble or not, he's going to keep coming. He's going to keep attacking to get that win.
1: And one last thing, it was uh, 95 rewind night. What did you think of uh, all the throwback trappings?
0: It was incredible. I mean, right from the beginning with with all uh, the stuff they had happening on the court for the intros, uh, the jerseys looked amazing, the court looked amazing, there were timeouts, I don't know if they showed this on the TV, but there were timeouts where they had uh, Matt, you know, these Matt Bonner, sort of uh, life-size Matt Bonner and, you know, JYD and Mo P. Um It might have been Alvin Williams, but I can't remember. Uh, so, yeah, it was a fun night. The music, you know, I, I'm all for the old school music, so that was great to hear as well. And yeah, just I, I think the players look great. I, I don't think they'd mind wearing that jersey the rest of, that jersey the rest of the way. Um, but yeah, overall, awesome night.
1: The Raptors have tonight off and then they get back at it tomorrow. posting the Detroit Pistons. Yes. Nick Nurse versus Dwayne Casey, round four somehow. Some way, it's 3-0 Casey so far. (laughs) That doesn't seem... The Pistons are 2-2 this year. They're coming off a win last night against the Indiana Pacers. A little buzzer-beater win to go over the Pacers. So they will be facing the Raptors on Wednesday. The Maple Leafs are back in action tonight. They take on the Washington Capitals on home ice. The Caps, 8-2-3 to start the season on top of the Metro Division. And they beat the Maple Leafs a couple weeks ago. The second half of a back-to-back for the Leafs, the... Caps beat them 4-3, if you remember, October 16th that was. The Maple Leafs last played on Saturday night. They're coming off. What is honestly, it was a brutal loss against the Montreal Canadiens. They were not good. But there is some good news for the Maple Leafs. The team announced on Monday that defenseman Travis Dermott is finally ready to join the team. He missed the first 13 games of the season while recovering from off-season shoulder surgery and honestly could not come. At a better time for the Leafs, they're mired in a bit of a funk over the last week plus, I guess it's fair to say. Dermott expected immediately to slide into a third pairing role on the bottom of the defensive pairings alongside Justin Hall. That's a slot we've seen Rasmus Sandin, Martin Marincin, even Kevin Gravel cycle through. So hopefully Dermott provides a little bit of stability back there and some trust from Mike Babcock. There's also, you know, it's a tiny case of optimism on the back end for a change. Uh, Maybe this guy not quite falling as quickly or as rapidly as you would believe if you tuned in on Saturday night or were on Twitter after the Maple Leafs lost to the Canadiens. Uh, the World Series back in action tonight as well. The Houston Astros have a chance to close out their second World Series title in three years at home. They have two chances to do it. They have a 3 games to 2 lead in the series. And first pitch for Game 6 is scheduled just after 8 p.m. Eastern time. The Astros riding high just winning three in a row in Washington over the weekend. The home team has not won a single game yet in this series. We'll see if Houston can do it and close it out at home or if we will have a Game 7 on Wednesday. That game, as I said, tonight, just after 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And finally, Bianca Andreescu lost her first matchup at the WTA Finals. We talked about this yesterday, the WTA Final. It's a round-robin tournament. Top eight seeds in women's tennis split into two groups. Andrescu, her first match was against her childhood idol and former world number one, Simona Halep. She took the first set, but could not hold on for the match win. She battled through back injuries in the later part of the match. Her quote, afterwards, very straightforward. As only a teenager could explain it, my back friggin' hurts. Which, I know that feeling, B, trust me. I know all about uh, never-ending back pain, but I'm old and you are young. Hopefully, Bianca can bounce back and continue on through the round-robin tournament for the rest of the week. That remains to be seen. And that is all for this morning's show. As always, lots more to talk about tomorrow morning when we speak again. Thank you very much for listening. It's time for you to get on up and enjoy your Tuesday.